Grab your Bibles, get your tablets, get your phones, amen. Whichever one you're not using to watch the Hope Well Experience this morning, grab that, um, get your Bible, and go with me to Philippians chapter 4. There is a word from the Lord, Philippians chapter 4, um, for the word has something to say about it. Every circumstance and situation in life, get your Bibles and go with me to Philippians, the fourth chapter verses six through seven. Listen, I want to encourage you just because you're watching from home, I still want you to talk back to me. Well, Pastor Jump, you're not going to hear me. Hey, that's okay. I will feel you. So I want you to talk back to me. Tell me, say, take your time, Pastor. Tell me to preach when right, do all ahead. of that good stuff. Give us some hearts. Give me some lights. Let me know that I'm preaching good to me. Text me and let me know. Pastor, you preaching. So listen, I was telling somebody earlier, I'm used to this because this is how I started out way back in the basement of my parents' home. There was no Everybody but me and a cooler and a microphone taped to a broomstick and we just had a good time in the basement then my niece came along a few years later so I had a church nurse and assistant pastor at the same time so I'm used to preaching to absolutely nobody amen but I'm glad so glad that I get to preach to you this morning Philippians chapter 4 um, verses 6 through 7 and I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible and it says this this is such a good word to be able to have into your hearing during a crisis that we're in right now don't worry about anything mm -hmm. instead pray about everything let me read that one more time don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done then verse 7 you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we that exceeds um, anything we can understand. His peace, get this, you all. Here's a promise that God gives us in His Word. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Real quick, I want you to touch somebody around you in your home, your child. In fact, I know we're not supposed to touch people because we're supposed to be six feet away. Air, air high five them, do elbows, do a fist bump, do all kind of, and ask them the question, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? We're in part two of our series entitled, In God We Trust. Have you prayed about it? Pray with me this morning. Father God, we thank you right now for your goodness, your grace, your protection, your love your mercy that you have bestowed upon us, that your mercy that's new every day that we arise and you allow for breath to be in our bodies. We thank you, Father God, that we have this opportunity today. God, I pray that as we get ready to engage in your word, Father God, I pray that you would speak to us. God, I love the fact that you are omnipresent, God. You're everywhere at the same time, just as you're here with us here uh, in the sanctuary of the world. You're with us in our homes, Father God, and you're able to speak to every situation that we have in life we thank you for your word the power of your word so i pray that we will walk away today not just having been inspired and uplifted but ready to obey what your word tells us to do and it's in jesus name that we pray and all of god's people said amen have you prayed about it it's no secret that all over the world right now many people are scared and nervous 
We're in the midst of a national crisis. Some state, the state, state of Illinois right now is sheltering in Missouri is going to declare that on tomorrow. All over the world right now, people are nervous and scared, rightfully so. Some people are being laid off from their jobs, not knowing where their next check is going to come from. Some people wouldn't even have the opportunity for the past four to five years. They've been working hard in school to graduate. Some of them may even be the first people in their family to be able to graduate with a degree will not be able to walk the stage at their university to be able to the climax of all of their hard work over the past four to five years. Some medical school students won't be able to walk the stage as they're officially called doctor whomever. People all over the world right now are nervous and scared and again rightfully so because we're unsure how long this pandemic is going to last. Unsure of when they're going to be able to go back to work. Uncertain about what the future holds. No idea what's going to happen next. But I have a question for you this morning. In the midst of the crisis that we're in right now, in the midst of everything that's going on in our world, because here's the thing that I understand. Even though we're experiencing a crisis nationally right now in our lives, some of us are dealing with dual crisis. We're dealing with two things at the same time. We're dealing with a national crisis that's going all over the world. You cannot go to any Walmart. You can't go to any store and get any tissue, any cleaning supplies, nothing like that at all. But, But also, apart along with the national crisis that we're going through you're going through some personal crises right. in your life mm-hmm. being laid off from your job being terminated from your job relationships are all over the place your emotions are all over the place you have no idea what's going on but i have to ask you a question even if you're dealing with the national crisis dealing with your own crisis or have a combination of them both have you prayed about Have you prayed about what you're worried about? Have you prayed about what you're anxious about? Have you prayed? Have you taken all of your cares? Have you taken all of your needs to God in prayer? Have you gotten God involved in your situation and in your crisis? So glad this morning that the Apostle Paul lets us know that God has a prescription for worry and anxiety. God has a prescription for worry and anxiety for us as believers. I know, I know, I know fear can creep in. I've been battling it myself. Fear can creep in real quick and have you questioning, will God provide for me doing this? Will God open doors for me? Will God make a way doing this? Will God meet every one of of my needs? I know he owns the cattle on the thousand hills, but will he really? be a provider for me? Will he really be uh, El Shaddai God Almighty for me? Will he really take care of my needs? I'm in between insurances. Will he really provide for me? Will he really take care of my mind? Will he really be my peace? And the question to that is absolutely yes because God has a prescription to deal with worry and anxiety. Here it is. The Apostle Paul tells us right here. He tells us that our prescriptions as believers to deal with worry and anxiety is a, is a word that's powerful, but we don't take full advantage of it. Paul lets us know that God's prescription to deal with worry and anxiety is a word, a powerful word yeah. yes. called prayer. Thank you, God. 
I like, I like this definition of prayer. The definition of prayer that I like to use, it absolutely means this. Prayer is voluntarily giving God permission to invade our personal affairs. It's going to be on the screen. It's right there for you in the moment. Let me say it again. Prayer is involuntarily, meaning I am inviting God. I am including God. I am, I am, I, I am giving God permission to get involved in the affairs of my life. Not just the affairs of my life, but every detail of my life. I am inviting God. I have a seat at the table for God to be able to come in and get involved in every situation that I'm experiencing in my life right now. That's simply what prayer is. Again, prayer is when we voluntarily give God permission to invade our personal affairs. It's a word. It's a big. It's, it's a big word. It's a powerful tool that we own. That we not. That we don't always use like we need. So here it is, saints of God. If you have, if you have now just started praying, that's absolutely good and absolutely fine. But here it is. Paul wants us. He's encouraging the people here in, in, in Philippians, and he's also encouraging us not just to have emergency prayer, but yeah. he's encouraging us to be able to have a living life of prayer. This has to be something like that. that is practiced daily in yeah. our lives not just not just a simple prayer not just the thing oh god thank you for waking up waking me up this morning that's all well and fine but as you grow in christ and in your relationship with christ your prayer life should grow as well that i don't have to wait until there's trouble to be able to pray but i am doing this on a regular basis where god knows me by name in fact he don't even know me by name he knows me by my moans and my groans he knows me by my hollers and my scream he knows me by, by my tears because i'm praying into him and inviting him and including him all of the time in my situations. I'll never forget as a little boy, I used to eat a lot of candy. I've gotten real good about that now, but growing up, I would just, oh my goodness, I would go to Walmart with my mom, and from the time we left Walmart and pulled back up into the driveway of my home, I've already finished a box of fruit roll-up. It was done just like that. I would eat sugar straight out the bag with a spoon and just enjoy it. So needless to say, I had a lot of trips to the dentist's office because of all of my candy eating. And there was one time, there was one time, there was one time that I was in so much pain. I mean, I had had such a bad toothache that it woke me up out of my sleep and I'm sitting there contemplating what I was going to do. I went and got a, a hot water bottle and I put that on my jaw and it was swollen and it wasn't getting any better. I put some orange gel on my mouth and it still didn't get any better and then I thought to myself, I'm sitting here in pain when I don't have to deal with the pain that I'm in right now. So I jumped out of my bed, ran down to my father's room and jumped right into my father's life. No, my daddy is not a dentist. No, my daddy doesn't have the tools of a dentist. But it was the comfort of my father and being in his lap that helped me to be able to get through what I was going through. And that's what prayer is. We don't have to sit there and deal with pain and agony. We don't have to sit there and deal with worry and anxiety. We have a big father. We have a loving father that is patiently waiting for us to come to him, to get him involved in what we're going through. Doesn't matter how big, doesn't matter how small your situation is, prayer is the answer. It does not matter how enormous, it doesn't matter how overwhelming your situation is, prayer is the answer. Here it is, just because it overwhelms you, it can never overwhelm God. 
Oh, it may be too much for you, but it's never too much for God. It may it may be overwhelming for you, but it's never too over overwhelming for God. You may not be able to tell your BFF. You may be, you may you may not be able to tell your spouse about what's going on. You may not have a friend to be able to confide in, but you have a friend in the name of Jesus. You have a friend by the name of Jesus that will walk with you and talk with you through every situation in life. Have you prayed about him? Paul is encouraging us once again, not just to have an emergency prayer life, but to have a consistent prayer life. In other words, where we have a lifestyle of prayer, where we are continually communing with God and getting God involved in everything. Here is here is a secret ingredient to having an effective prayer life. Here it is. Trust. Trust. Let me say it again. Trust is one of the most important ingredients in having an effective prayer life. Pastor Swims, what does trust mean? Trust literally is just, it's completely, it's highlighted in yellow because I really want you to emphasize. I really want you to get that completely granting something or someone authority, permission, and or control over particular situations. Prayer will be a struggle. If there's no trust, yes, your you. prayer life won't be as effective as it needs to be. If there's no trust, let me remind you real quick, give you a little context. The apostle Paul, as he is writing this letter, he is sitting in a jail getting ready for execution. Mm. Come on. And he says, don't be anxious for nothing, uh, Paul. Don't be worried about nothing, uh, Paul, but to pray about not just some things, but to pray about everything. Okay, Paul, and when you pray, he promises, God promises to give you a peace that surpasses all human understanding. How in the world, Paul, can you sit in a prison awaiting your death and say, don't worry. (laughs) Don't be anxious. But to pray, not just about some things, but to pray about everything. Paul was able to confidently say, I'm not just giving you this. I'm not just giving you something that I'm not practicing myself. Paul says, I'm able to say, don't worry. I'm able not to worry. I'm able not to be anxious because I have a relationship with him. And Paul is taking his own advice. My grandma used to say that you can't tell people that Coke is good unless you had it yourself. You cannot tell people to experience something or to do something that you have not experienced first yourself. Trust completely granting something or someone authority, permission and or control over particular situations. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Let's be honest right now. I, 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 I know I'm, I'm getting ready to say this, and you're going to cringe right there. I see you in the spirit. You're going to cringe when I say this. Many of us have trouble praying because we have control issues. I know. Don't, right. don't turn me off. Don't turn, keep it on. Keep it on. Keep it, don't turn me off. Don't turn me off. Keep it live. Don't, turn, don't, 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 don't go to the next church. Stay right here. This is a word for you. I know we struggle uh-huh. with praying to God because we have control issues. Here is what we want want to do. We want to be able. Pastor, well, you're always talking about our human responsibility. You're absolutely right. We have a human responsibility, but sometimes our human responsibility, when it comes to our prayer life, is completely letting go and allowing God to be God. And when we allow God to be God, then we await his instructions for us to be able to obey. Let me say it again. Sometimes, just sometimes, our human responsibility when it comes to in prayer, when it comes to prayer, uh-huh. is to completely let go and grant God full authority to have access to our situation. Yes. Because here it is. 
Where there's a lack of trust, there'll be a lack of prayer. Where there's little prayer, where there's little trust, I'm sorry, there'll be little prayer. Where there's a lack of trust, where there's a lack of granting God permission, when there's a lack of granting God authority, when there's a lack of granting God control over our situations, uh-huh. there's going to be a lack of prayer. And let me tell you this real quick, my brother and my sister, let me tell you this real quick, please hear what I'm saying. This is not the time to skip prayer. This is not the time not to get God involved. This is not the time. This is not the time to lack trust in God. This is the time whether you are shaking, whether you are cringing, this is the time for you to jump all in and completely trust God with everything and make the declaration even with tears coming down your eyes. God, I trust you with my marriage. I trust you with my kids. I trust you with my provisions. I trust you with my health. God, I trust you with everything. And allow God to come in and be God and do what only he has the power to be able to do. Don't worry, Paul says, about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. He, Paul, Paul sets us up right here with God's, with God's prescription mm-hmm. to handle worry and anxiety. Look at what Paul says. Paul says, pray. Not just pray and give your request to God. Not just pray and give your supplications to God. That's absolutely well. That's fine. That's what he wants us to do. Pastor Swims, if we serve a God who, if we serve a God that's sovereign, what's the need of us even praying when we know that God's going to do what he want to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, but he still desires to hear the cries of his children. He still desires to hear the responses of his sons and his daughters. So Paul encourages us to pray. Now, understand what he is not saying. Paul is not saying hey, there's not going to come a time in your life where you're not going to worry. Something's going to come. There are going to be things that you are concerned about, and rightfully so. We're concerned here in Illinois about the education of our children because they're not in school right now. We are concerned about businesses here in Carbondale that are shutting down because they don't know how they're going to make ends meet. These are things that are worth our concern and our care. Uh But Paul says... I know there are going to be some things that you may be concerned about. I know there are going to be some things that's going to cause you to be anxious. But don't allow worry and anxiousness to overwhelm you. Don't allow worry and anxiousness to take over your life. Don't allow worry to crowd up your life and your mind and your heart. That it does not leave room for God to enter in. He says, instead of worrying... I need you to pray. Instead of being anxious, I need you to pray. But I like what he also goes on to say. He says, tell God about everything. Pray about everything. Oh, my God, there is nothing too big. I almost sound like Paul Patrol. I've been watching too much this week. Paul lets us know that there is nothing too big. There is nothing too small that our our God is able to handle everything. He says, pray about every need, everything. Not just some things, not just small things, not just big things, but to pray about everything. But he gives us the attitude of how we need to pray. Not only just pray. He says, I like this in the end part of verse 6. He says, and thank him for all he has 
done. Again, if you remember, if you're taking good notes, you remember I just told you that the Apostle Paul, as he is writing this, he is in prison yes. awaiting his death. And he says, get this, y'all. He says, don't worry. Don't be anxious. Pray about everything. Make your request known to God. And he says to do it with thanksgiving. How in the world, pastor, you don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know what's going on. How can I be able to have this posture of prayer? How can I be able to have this posture of thanksgiving? Here it is, saints of God, because I have been practicing prayer, as H.B. Charles says, as I have been made this a lifestyle in my life, as I begin to pray, because if you keep praying long enough and even making your request known to God, there's going to be some gratitude that's going to come up from the ashes, and you're going to look back over your life and be like David and pull back on the road of your life and say, I once was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. And from that moment, you will look around and see, I've been broke before. I've been in a crisis before. I've had tough times before. I've been in between jobs before. I've been laid off before. I've been fired before. And the same God that took care of me when I had my first health crisis is the same God that'll take care of me now. The same God that provided for me when I was on Section 8 and was getting linked is the same God that will take care of me now. The same God that provided for me then is the same God that will provide for me now. And from the ashes will come some gratitude that in the midst of your prayers you will start saying, God, I thank you. God, thank you for providing. Thank you for meeting my needs. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you, Father God, for saving the city. Thank you for the tax break. Thank you for the kids being saved. Thank you for the food going out. From the ashes, gratitude will arise. Because I have a lifestyle of prayer. I have, a, I have a lifestyle of leaning on God. And that's really what prayer is. I'm just leaning on God. I realize, I realize I have a limp. And I need to still lean and depend upon God. I realize I have some issues. And I still need someone that's bigger and greater than me to help me navigate through life. Paul says, you need to pray about everything. But I need you to do it for Thanksgiving. Oh, my goodness. I dare you right now where you are, just start thanking God. I dare you right now in your home with your kids. Lay your hands on your kids and just start thanking God that my kids are safe. Thank God my kids are healthy. Go look, go open your refrigerator and just start thanking God that you got food in the freezer, in the deep freezer. You also got some food in somebody else's freezer at their house, at mama's house. Begin to thank God. Open up your open up your laundry room and thank God you got tissue. Thank God you got paper towel. The things we took for granted past day is what we're grateful for right now. Begin to open up, open up the cabinet and Thank God for the Lysol and the hand sanitizer. Open up your closet and thank God that you got clothes, you got shoes. Open up your door and thank God you got a roof over your head and a front door to come in and come out. I dare you to thank him. He says, he says, my prescription to dealing with worry and anxiety is to pray about everything. But don't just stop just there. But I need you to add and sprinkle a little bit of Thanksgiving on there and make it saucy. And he gives us the promise. Look at verse 7. He says this. I'm almost done. I'm wrapping up. Thank you, ma'am. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live 
in Christ Jesus. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. Paul literally gives us the prescription. God gives us the prescription to deal with worry and anxiety. He says, if you pray about everything and you thank me for what I've already done, your portion is going to be peace. Here it is. I like what Pastor H.B. Charles says. He says, this verse does not promise divine intervention for your circumstances, but it does promise divine insulation for your heart and your mind. All right. Paul All says, right. Paul says, Paul says, Paul says, here it is. Yes, you prayed. Yes, you thank me. Mm-hmm. But that does not necessarily mean that I would deliver you out of the chaos that you're in. Uh-huh. Yes, you prayed. Yes, you thank me, but it does not mean that I will eliminate the chaos that's going on around you. He says, what I will do, what I will do, that because you have been praying to me, because you've been getting me involved, because you have been thanking me, I will do something in you to help you to sustain the hell that's going on around you and the chaos that's going on around you. He says, I will give you my peace, which will be a divine insulation. Anybody know? about the insulation on your homes. What insulation does, it protects the inside from the elements of the outside. Right. It's there to guide you. So even though it's hell on the outside, even though it's raining outside, if you have good insulation in your house, you can sleep and rest. Oh my God, I just preached right there. Right. You can sleep and rest through the storm and not be overly concerned about the elements coming in from the outside to invade the inside. But because I have divine insulation by the creator of the universe, he protects my mind and my heart from the chaos that's going on around me and in the world. Paul says, if you pray and thank me, God will give you peace. He may not calm the storm, but he will give you peace in the middle of the storm. That's what some people need right now. I know, I know, I know your job has just laid you off because they had to make some cuts um, because of this whole coronavirus. But God will give you peace tonight if you pray and thank him. I know you've been terminated from your job and you've given him the best years of your life. But God will give you peace if you pray and thank him. I know stuff is going on in your marriage. Your kids are wild and all over the place. God will give you peace if you pray and if you thank him. He may not eliminate the chaos but he will give you peace in the middle of the storm. Pastor, I hear you. When I close my Bible, that's my first close. Here we go. Pastor, I hear what you're saying. How do I apply this to my life? How, Pastor, does does this become real to me to experience? Here it is. Here's what we gotta do, saints. I know you, you may have to you may have to pause uh, on, on, on watching the news for a moment. You may have to pause <laughs> watching all the press conferences, pre- press conferences from the governor right now. You may have to pause from social media after you watch this. You may have to pause from social media just for a moment and feed your faith and starve your fears. Here it is. You don't have to panic by. You don't have to go in the store and get everything they got. You don't have to fight people over tissue. Feed your faith and starve your fears. People are scared. People are nervous. People don't know what to do. But as believers, we know what we need to do. We need to feed our faith and starve our fears. Pastor, how how do I feed my faith the word of God? 
Oh my goodness, I, you, you, you need the word, you need the word, you, you need the word, you need the word. I, I'm glad that you're in the word now, but please don't let this be that once this thing is all over and done with it, you go back to the, to the, regular, the, to, to the regular program schedule. No, 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 no. You need the word every day of your life. That's, yes. how, we, that, that, that's how we live. That's how, yes. that's how we grow. That's, that's how we develop. We need the word of God. Yes. Every day of our lives. It feeds our faith. It helps us. Helps us to, the, to hold on to the promises of God. That yes. God is able to meet every one of our needs. That God is a healer. That he is a deliverer. We need, need the word to feed our faith. We need worship. Oh, well, Pastor, I, I don't have the best singing voice. It's not about you having a singing voice. Worship, worship, is not just, it, 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 worship is not just assigned to singing. Yes, teach. Worship is when you're able to acknowledge God in the midst of the storm. Worship is when you're able to stand in the national pandemic and say, God, you're yet still good. Yes. <laughs> Worship is when you're filling out and when, when you're filing for unemployment, you say, God, you are yet still my provider. Worship is when you know that you have important yes. doctor's appointments coming up, but they have to be rescheduled or postponed. And you say, God, you are yet still a healer. Worship is when I passionately acknowledge God and love on God in the midst of what's going on in my life. And we got to pray. Y'all, we got we to get God involved in everything. We need 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 God. We need God in everything. We need him. We need him. We need him. We, we need you, Father God. We, we need you to show yourself strong in our city. We, we need you to show yourself strong in our nation. We, we need you to show yourself strong in, in our world. We need you, God. Feed your faith this week. Feed your faith. When you feel like you want to worry and get anxious, you just rely on God's word. Pull up that word. David said, I've hidden your word in your heart that I, that I may not sin against you. Don't you know that worrying and being anxious is a sin? Because we're literally saying with our actions, God, I know what, my, what crisis is going on. And I trust myself more than I trust you. We become, our, we become our own little gods without even knowing it. Feed your faith with, your word, with his word. Worship, acknowledge him. Walk around your house. God, you are a provider. You're a healer. You're a deliverer. You're a way maker. You're a restorer. Lay your hands on your kids. God, my son, my daughter, they are, they are great. They will do great things. And then pray. Get God involved. Because God is the greatest power. We'll never, never, never be defeated. I want to speak to the person, the persons right now that you're dealing with dual crises. You got this national one that we're in, but you got your own. And you feel defeated. Yes, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you. Yes, you don't know how. No, it's the Holy Spirit. You feel defeated. But because God is the greatest power and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You, ma'am, you, sir, you child of God. 
will never be defeated. First Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God. For he cares for you. It's on the screen. Give all of your worries. If it matters to you, it matters to God. Give it to him. If you're concerned about it, God's concerned about it. Give it to him. If it's keeping you up at night, you don't have to stay up. You don't have to have any more sleepless nights. Give it to God. And he'll take care of it. I'm dealing with a dual crisis right now, nationally and personally. But I have the peace of God. And I know that in the end, it's going to be an amazing testimony where God is going to get the glory. Sometimes, 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 sometimes God has to let a crisis come to get your attention and get you in the right position. To see and to hear. Have you prayed about it? Because I'm telling you, for some, this word is going to resonate with your spirit. That literally, not even being cliche-ish, but what God's about to do for you is going to be better than what you've seen before. I'm not just saying to be cliches. I'm not just saying it so that I can get some lights. I'm saying it because I believe it for myself that what God is about to do for you, yes, you, ma'am, you, sir, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. And I know Paul talks about thanking him for what he has done, and it's hard sometimes to show gratitude in the midst of a crisis, but I promise you, you thank him now, and you're going to thank him later. You're going to look back and say, God, I thank you. I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I didn't know what you were doing, but I thank you. If you're watching with your family, I, I, I want to pray with you. I remember there was a, a preacher, a pastor I, I used to watch growing up, the late Apostle R.D. Hinton, those in Chicago and South Side, West Side, you know who I'm talking about. We'll watch him on Sunday mornings. We didn't make it to church. And I remember my mother, when he would call for people to put their hands on the screen, my mom would pull me up. She said, Chip, come on, touch the screen. I want you to get your family right now. If it's your phone, if, you, if it's your tablet, your TV, I want you to put your hands on the screens right now and agree with me in prayer. Pastor, that doesn't make sense. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just obey me. Just do it. I don't believe in all this. It ain't no hocus pocus stuff. I'm not. Listen, there's nothing I can do for you. I'm pointing you to the one that's able to do everything. I'm limited, but he's unlimited. Put your hands on the screen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I pray for those right now, God, that they're, they, 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 they are weighed down with worry. They're weighed down with anxiety. And they simply don't know what to do. Worry, scared, overwhelmed. Dealing with dual crises. But I thank you, Father God, because you are the greatest power. They will not be. The, lift up your head. Yes, God. Lift up your bowed down head. Yes. Lift up your bowed down head. Lift up your bowed down head. The king of glory is here. God, meet them right where they are. You know what's going on. You know, you know, God, you know, you care. Even those unspoken things, you know you care. God, intervene right now. They're praying. They're, they're believing you. Open your mouths and pray right now. Your children need to hear you pray. They need to know from a young age the power of prayer. 
Because God has the greatest power. You won't be defeated. Thank you, Father, that we bring everything. We cast all of our cares on you, for you care for us. Those that are grieving, you don't you have to be overwhelmed with grief. You have a Father that, that, that is touched by all of your infirmities. You have a God that sits high and he looks low, as the old preachers would say. Kick worry out. Kick doubt out. Kick anxiousness out. And invite in a prayer of thanksgiving and peace will be your portion. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Send up a praise right there in your home. I don't care if you live by yourself. Send up a prayer. Let your neighbors, do your neighbors know his name. Open up your mouths right there where you are. And give God a great praise for he has done and is doing great things. Here's your moment right now. Give him thanks. Give him praise for everything that he has done for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to make this invitation right now. If you are watching right now and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you today, yesterday, through technology to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. All you have to do is, is ask him into your heart and, and admit that I am a sinner that needs to be saved. I'm lost. I'm overwhelmed. And I need a Savior that can lift me up and bring me out of what I'm in. Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus Christ, you, ma'am, you, sir, can be saved. Through technology, you can be saved today. If that's you, I want you to come in. I want you to come in. I want you to come in. I, I made that decision to follow Christ. I want you to come in right there in the comment section. That I made the decision to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I don't care where you are. I don't care what state you're in. I don't care what city you're in. Make the decision. And then I want you. I want you to inbox us. I want you to inbox us with your with your information, with your number. We want to call you and celebrate with you the greatest decision that you made in your life to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you don't have a church home, if you're watching and you live here in Southern Illinois and you don't have a church home, we welcome you to be a part of the well. You too, I want you to inbox us with your information so we can get in contact with you and get you here to the well when we're back to be back together. But until then, keep watching online. Keep engaging with us. Keep growing your faith. If that's you, if that's you, do it now. If you need prayer, inbox us your number. Our, our prayer team, someone from, someone from our team will call you and pray with you and believe God on your behalf. Number one, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do it today. Comment in this section that I've decided to follow Jesus. Inbox us your information so we can call you. If you want, if you want to become a member of the well, I want you to come in Team Hope Well. And then I want you to inbox us your information so we can call you. If you need prayer, Inbox us your information so we can pray with you, connect with you. Hallelujah. God is the greatest power. And you won't be defeated. We won't be defeated. Because we serve a big God. A powerful God. Hallelujah. That's you. Come on. 
Make the decisions today. Somebody, you thought that you was going to watch church in the bed. This is a divine setup. God met you right where you are. Make the decision today for him to be your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. 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 And amen. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. This is the point of part of worship. We're still in worship mode. We're still, we still have the atmosphere of worship. Here's what I need you to do. I know, I know we're not, we're, all of us are not actually in the building this morning, but here's what I need you to do. I still need you to, I still need you to trust God in your giving. I still need you to be faithful in your tithes and offering. Though the campus is closed, we still have obligations and things that we need to meet. I want to thank those that have already given online. I want to thank those that have dropped their tithes off here um, to the church. I thank you so much uh, for being committed to the vision of this house to bring help to our city, restoration to our community, and hope to our world. We want to be in the position that we can be able to assist our city, to, to assist our school district in what needs to be done. We want to be in a position that if someone needs help, we, we help people every week financially. We want to be in a position that we can be able to do what needs to be done, to do what needs to be done. Though the church doors are closed, the church is still going strong. The church is resilient. We're still navigating and going through this crisis. And so we want to be able to have the resources to do what God has called and commissioned us to do. Four ways you can be able to give here at the well. The first way is that if you normally if, if, if you normally give your tithes and in your offering when we walk around I want you to get those tithes and offering available you can drop them off here at the church uh, we have offer, offering envelopes uh, if, if you come and call Sister Ross she's in the office let her know hey I'm on the way I need some offering envelopes she will meet you at the door give you your offering envelopes we have trustees here um, that can be able to get you what you need um, so again if you're used to paying um, tithes and offering with the check or with cash go ahead and drop that off you can drop it off tomorrow. Our mailbox is checked every day. It's safe and secure and we can be able to deposit that and get you right what you need. Second way for you to be able to give, go to our website, hopeworldmb.org slash giving. Hopeworldmb.org. Click on the giving tab and you can be able to give safe and secure right from where you are. Third way to be able to give is through our app. Download the Whale of Carbondale on your Apple or Android device. Download it, download it um, so that you can be able to give. Not only give, but you can be able to listen to messages messages, watch messages and share with friends and others and be able to stay up to date about information that's going on here at the well. Fourth and last way to be able to give is text Hope Well MB to 77977 77977 and you can give right there from the comfort of your seats. Hey, technology is not something for the church to be afraid of. It's something to be able to embrace and use it for the glory of God. So you can be able to see and experience Hope World anywhere and give anytime. So go ahead. Go ahead and do that. Get your giving ready, get your giving ready, get your giving ready. Go ahead and make use of any of those things. If you need to call the church um, because you want to be able to stop by the church and, and give your tithes and offer, call us right now, 529-3975-618-529-3975. We're here, we're here, we're here. Come on and bring it um, so that we can be able to continue to do what God has called for us to do. Call for us to do. Go ahead. You got some minutes, you got some time now. Go ahead and sow that gift and help us to do what God has called for us to do. Amen. If you don't give today, you can give anytime, anywhere throughout the week. Um, just make sure you give so that we can be able to do what God has called for us to do. Hallelujah. Running over. Running over. 
Listen, I hope and pray that you have enjoyed the Hope at Home Hopewell experience today. I know I have thoroughly enjoyed myself today. Thank you so much for inviting us, Team Hopewell, into your homes. If this is your first time ever watching any of our sermons, any of our services, come and let us know how you liked it. Amen. We're so glad once again that you tuned in. Thank you for your giving. We greatly, 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 greatly appreciate that. I need you to do me a favor. Listen, as of right now, our campus is still closed due um, to um, the coronavirus. Our campus is still closed. But listen, we are committed to bringing you the Hopewell experience. So I need you to meet me right back here, same time, same place, next Sunday at 10 a.m. for Hope at Home, the Hopewell experience. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, following us on Instagram. Hopewell MB um, so that you can stay connected and in the know about what's going on. Team Hopewell, if you have not been getting any of the church emails, make sure you email me. You email the address. Email me at pastorswims at hopewellmb.org. We're committed to making sure that you are that you are informed and know what's going on here um, at the well. Again, thank you so much. I wish I could just hug you, so I'm going to give you a virtual hug right now, a virtual elbow, a virtual fist bump, a virtual Wakanda, and just let you know that I love you and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. See you next week.